An entitled customer tries to scam me and my manager into getting a free car wash for his car. And when we deny his request, he claims that we're discriminating against him, stating that he's going to go to our general manager just to try and get us in trouble. Here's what happened. So today, an entitled customer came in claiming that he had called about getting a rewash after apparently our car wash didn't do a very good job of it yesterday. This actually does happen sometimes, and we do give rewashes or refunds as long as it's immediate or at least the same day and the customer has their receipt or at least the card that they paid with. Now this entitled customer said that he called yesterday after he got home about it and whoever took the call from him told him that he could come back for a rewash if he had the necessary information. So he came in for that. However, he said he used a prepaid credit card that he said he threw away immediately afterwards and that he no longer had the receipt, which is already a little bit sketchy. Now he was also able to at least supposedly remember which grade of wash he bought and at roughly what time it was. So, to try and get to the bottom of this, I searched our register's receipt log around the time that the entitled customer said that he came in. And the only receipt for a car wash at that time was for a high-grade wash. By then, my manager came over to discuss it, and I will admit, he was way more heated than was necessary in dealing with the situation. In short, the manager told the entitled customer that he can't verify that he actually bought a wash if he didn't have anything that was part of the original transaction. And to top it all off, we didn't even have a receipt from the register logs that marked down the correct type of wash that he said he bought. This information, along with my manager's unnecessarily heated attitude, even though he was ultimately correct, made this entitled customer incredibly upset. In my eight months of working at this gas station, he is definitely the angriest customer I've ever had so far. While I definitely understand getting upset by my manager's attitude, as I really wasn't a fan of what he was saying either, I don't believe it warranted such a reaction from this entitled customer. This customer kept saying that his car was not washed properly at all and that he spent hundreds of dollars a week at our store, which is a really strange claim considering I work four days a week and I don't recall ever seeing him before. He even went as far as to say that he felt discriminated against, which I'm not sure where that came from as I really didn't feel like it mattered in the situation. Eventually, the entitled customer demanded the information of our general manager just so they could complained about our experience. Now, I circled back and I asked the entitled customer if he was sure that he bought the middle grade wash and he said yes. And then I told him about the only receipt being for a high grade wash. And when I said that to him, he changed his mind suddenly and said that he must have bought the high grade wash instead of the mid grade. And that honestly let off some very big red flags in my mind. Also, before my manager came in, I asked this stupid customer if he bought anything else alongside the car wash. And he said no. After my manager came in, I asked him again if he bought anything. And he said, uh, I don't know. Maybe my wife bought something. So my manager tried to ask for the last four digits of the card that this guy used. But he kept insisting that it was a prepaid card and that he didn't have the numbers. My manager tried to explain that all cards have numbers on them, but the entitled customer wouldn't have it. I asked the customer if he meant one of those Visa gift cards or something like that. And he said yes. The only thing is, is that those cards have 16 digits. Just like any other card. He also said he threw it away immediately after paying for the car wash. So in short, this guy just wanted a rewash the day after his initial car wash when we usually don't even do that in the first place. He didn't have his receipt. He didn't even have a card that he paid with and he couldn't keep which grade he bought or anything else straight or try and make it consistent in any kind of way. He had literally no corroborating information and it was just a dubious story in the beginning. Yet this guy seriously still felt entitled to demand a rewash, claim discrimination 
explanation when he wasn't given one and even demand the information of my manager's boss just to complain about him about the situation. It honestly doesn't make sense and I seriously can't stand customers like this. I'm surprised you didn't review any kind of security footage or if you even had cameras in the first place. I can imagine that would probably fix pretty much everything in this situation. But either way, this guy was clearly lying. He was just trying to work the system and when he didn't get his way, he was just like, oh, you're discriminating against me. No, buddy, you're an idiot. You didn't have your receipt or your card with you, and he didn't even know what kind of wash he got for his stupid car. So whatever the truth really is, I would honestly place the blame on this stupid customer. They didn't even know what they got in the first place, and they seriously just made things worse by being super sketchy right off the get-go. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. My boyfriend of two years is choosing to play an online multiplayer game instead of spending time with me on Discord. And at this point, I seriously don't know what to do. So my boyfriend and I met through our friends on Discord. We started playing all day every day to the point where we got super close. We started calling just outside of playing games and we both developed feelings for each other. He would always stay on call with me if I had trouble sleeping all the way up until I fell asleep. This became a habit and he would basically tuck me into sleep every night. We wanted to expand our relationship and therefore planned our first meeting. It was now about eight months since we first met up, and in between then and now, we met up three more times. I'm gonna go visit him again in three weeks. We used to play mostly Valorant together. However, a couple of years before meeting me, my boyfriend played MMOs before switching to FPS. So when I saw a new MMO, Lost Ark, was releasing, I was thrilled for him. He did not seem that interested in Lost Ark. However, I said I would love to try it out with him if he wants to, and he agreed. Although I quickly found out how much grinding you're supposed to do in that MMO, so I did not play too often. My boyfriend, however, got completely hooked. He started playing without me and advancing further, basically making it quite impossible for us to play together. I gave up on it as I didn't really like the game, nor did I like playing it alone. I did not mind it that much, as it seemed like he was having fun. The problem is, is that he got completely addicted. We no longer would hang out over call every day. We don't play games every day. He won't tuck me into sleep every day anymore and he sometimes replies really late and I've started feeling very lonely. He has a big friend group in Lost Ark and plays it like religiously 8 hours a day if not more. Even when we do call, we do not get a very valuable conversation because of him being focused on the game. He often dismisses my attempts for us to call because he feels drained after being in call with his friends for so long. I've started showing annoyance and sadness. I've told him about feeling lonely and missing him a lot. Every time I get vulnerable and sad with him about this topic, he apologizes and promises to spend more time with me. But nothing has changed, and this has been going on for months and months. He often says he is choosing me above his friends because of him leaving his friends to join my calls. This really hurts me, as I would love for him to just be excited that I'm calling, as I've been eager to talk to him myself without making me feel bad that he has to leave his friends for me. I'm feeling very lost on what to do. I love him very much, but I feel like I'm just grieving and I'm trying to hold on to our relationship and how it used to be. I've only felt this way this strongly for about a month and I've cried multiple times to him about how I'm feeling. It just seems like nothing is changing. What should I do? Your boyfriend first off is being incredibly toxic. He is choosing a video game over his girlfriend and that's not fair. That really is not fair. He has his priorities all wrong and he's not taking you seriously. And unfortunately, this is kind of the nature of the beast when it comes to having an online relationship. And that is what this is. You've tried communicating with them. You've tried to get through
through and make some kind of difference in him understanding how you feel, but it seems like he would much rather play video games on Lost Ark with his friends than even try to address the issues at hand that basically are spelling out that he is damaging the relationship. Look, I love video games just like the next person. I love spending time and getting into a game and really trying to get good at it or whatever it is. But when that starts to affect other aspects of my life, that's when I need to pump the brakes and be like, whoa, wait a second. I think I need to stop playing for a little bit and reassess my surroundings. And that's exactly what your boyfriend needs to do. This guy is seriously picking an MMO over his girlfriend. Like, is it really that fun of a game? I hope it is because he's about to ruin his relationship. So hopefully your boyfriend can kind of like see what's happening and see that he's ruining pretty much everything in his life because I can totally see this blowing up in his face. And if he's not careful, this will probably happen sooner than later. My mom wants to reschedule my birthday for two weeks from now just to share it with my siblings. And this is all because my parents are under a lot of pressure after they decided to get divorced. And I really don't want this and I seriously don't know what to do. I first want to start off by saying that I'm honestly not surprised anymore. So like a couple of weeks ago, I posted about my mom trying to take over my 16th birthday. Basically, she wanted to throw a big birthday party for her and anything I wanted to do was considered boring to her. I was worried and stressed because I'm not good with big crowds, especially ones that surround me. But recently, my bad birthday luck has been paying off. Well, sort of that is. So my mom and my dad have been having relationship problems and yesterday I was woken up to them arguing over call and basically I was thrown right into the middle of their fight once again. During their fight, I said that they should basically just get divorced and everyone would support their divorce, even me and my little siblings. Today, I heard great news that they are actually going to divorce, which is the first time in years that they are actually doing the right thing. I was comforting my mom and she said that we were moving into her girlfriend's house this weekend and we've got to do all this stuff this week. Out of my own stupidity, I brought up that my birthday was this weekend. It's on a Saturday and she said that she completely forgot. She didn't send out any invites or even start on the birthday. In fact, she forgot to even get me presents. She now wants to rework my birthday into my little sibling's birthday, which is in two weeks. I told her that it's fine if I get a small presents, but I won't take my sibling's birthday. That's their day and it's not mine. She said to me that it will work. Just trust her on this and that I used to do this so it will be fine. They'll just have to understand that I'm under a lot of pressure is what she said. One half of me is actually very happy I don't have to get dressed up and have to be surrounded by family members that'll just judge me my entire day. But the other half is disappointed that my mom is trying to move my birthday and like not even move it to like a Sunday or a Monday but on my own sibling's birthday. I understand the divorce and moving all that is stressful and honestly I never wanted a big party or even a cake. I gave up my hopes for any of that many years ago. I just really want new art supplies and if I'm lucky a drawing tablet. I don't want to take my sibling's special day. I know how that feels and I don't want them to end up like me. I've tried to get through to my mom. I don't want to do that but she still insisted that we do it. She wants to take us to a strip mall to shop and my little sibling would love that but I don't want to take that over for them. I now am trying to convince her not to do this. I've even gone so far to say if she doesn't do this I'll let her dress me up etc and post it anywhere that she wants. She loves to do that and it's embarrassing but I'll do anything so that my siblings won't deal with me as well as them having to share the same birthday. What should I do? First off I just want to say it really sounds like you're in a rough situation and I think considering all that you're going through you're handling it as best as you can but I totally understand where you're coming from you don't want to share birthdays because you know what you shouldn't have to even something small even something that just gives some kind of recognition that today is my day even if just for a little bit like I'm totally
only with the original poster, it wouldn't take much for your mom or any other friend that you want to bring along to just show up with a small cake and a simple singular gift. Like it really would not be that bad if you could just do that. So it's honestly really disappointing that your mom's doing that and I'm so sorry that you have to deal with that. So hopefully there's some kind of solution and hopefully you're able to get through to your mom. You clearly don't want to take over your sibling's day and you would much rather have your birthday on its own day just so you can enjoy it for yourself. Today I messed up by listening to my dentist and as a result it cost me about a thousand dollars just to get fixed the things my dentist told me to wait on. And now needless to say I have a new dentist. Here's what happened. So to start things out I had a badly decayed molar and upon my dentist recommendation I agreed to a root canal and a crown since it no longer could be simply repaired and this costed about a thousand dollars. All seemed well until I went overseas to visit my family. I have a nervous habit of clenching my jaw and on one such occasion I heard a crack in my tooth. I thought nothing of it until I felt a toothache that evening. I messaged my dentist who advised me to wait and see just to see what's going on with it. Now the tooth hurt badly for a few days to the point where I could not sleep but eventually stopped after that. Things were fine for a couple of months until I noticed a bump on my gums where the tooth was. I went to the dentist and he said that the tooth had cracked further and had gotten infected which led to an abscess and bacteria had eaten away at my jawbone. He proceeded to insert a needle into the space between my tooth and my gums. It went all the way in for about one centimeter. He had to take out the tooth and put in a dental implant which would cost another $1,000. I told him I would think about it but I had lost faith in him at that point especially since he was the one who had told me to wait and see and I had listened to him instead of arranging another appointment. I found another dentist through a friend and the new dentist was more thorough. He told me that the infection had stopped just above my facial nerve which would still allow him to give me an implant but not before he put in some bone chips in the hole and let the bone grow back. He extracted my tooth, put in a temporary crown and told me to return in three months. At my next visit, the new dentist said that the bone had healed nicely and he was able to put a titanium screw in my jawbone and install the permanent crown on it. Well, permanent for up to 10 years, after which it would need to be replaced. Needless to say, after this terrible and costly experience, I now take much better care of my teeth. That story literally made me squirm in my seat. That sounds so unbelievably painful. I can't imagine putting up with that. And what is up with that dentist? They literally said, well, I don't know, just wait and see what happens. Like, dude, that really costs you a lot of money just by waiting and seeing. If there's one thing I've learned, if you hear a crack in your mouth, it's probably not good. It's not like cracking your elbow or your shoulder or anything like that. It's not like cracking your knuckles. Your teeth should not be cracking. And that guy is an idiot for making you wait. I think the damage was probably already done, but like seriously, he should have been like, oh my gosh, you felt a crack? Come into my office right now. Let's look at it. So hopefully this new dentist is better for you and your teeth. The other guy clearly didn't know what he was doing, or if he did, he seriously cost you a lot of money. My best friend of 25 years has gone ahead and gone with a group of friends who bullied me and treated me like garbage, and I'm seriously stuck not knowing what to do. So as the title suggests, my best friend of 25 years sided with a group of girls against me and is now best friends with the ringleader of the group that bullied me. She even just went to her wedding as a bridesmaid. Now I was friends with this ringleader from another town and she moved here and didn't know anyone. I let her live with me rent free for a month until she found a place of her own to rent. I introduced this girl to my friends including my best friend of 25 years. We established a group of friends together over a couple of years. A friend of mine passed away suddenly in 2019 and I was a mess. I was snapping 
a lot and quite self-destructive. I felt like this group of girlfriends weren't there for me during this time and were all about toxic positivity. After I had blown up with a ringleader of the group, I decided to remove myself from the group chat on Messenger. And I did this on impulse while I was upset. After I calmed down, I called each friend to apologize the next morning, all but the ringleader. I asked to be put back into the chat on Messenger. Then, one of them said that they wanted to have a group chat via Teams before they would allow me back into the Messenger chat. So I agreed. The group chat was basically an intervention, but minus the caring element. It included the ringleader, plus my best friend of 25 years, and the three other girls in the group. They all told me what they thought of me, how bad I am as a person, and that I'm basically this negative jerk that is bringing down the group vibes. They told me that I needed psychological help. I left the chat feeling absolutely worthless. Following that chat, nobody followed up with me at all. Not one person messaged me to check in whether I was okay or whether I made an appointment with a therapist. All of this happened about four months after my other friend passed away, who they didn't even know, but was a good friend of mine. They added me back to the messenger chat, but I didn't say anything. They carried on the group chat, sending memes and other funny pictures like nothing had happened. I didn't get any direct messages from them to me. After a few weeks, though, they decided to delete me again from the chat without any word because I wasn't saying anything. It's taken me years to heal, and it all still makes me feel awful. My bestie of 25 years was a bridesmaid in the ringleader's wedding a few weeks ago, and I haven't spoken to her in about a year. I feel like the pain is sometimes so raw and recent. They're all living their best lives and all still close friends. I know how they treated me was wrong, and basically they were bullying me. I still feel like I'm the bad person like they told me I am. I guess I'm looking for thoughts and camaraderie that I am better off without them, even if they are super cool and Instagram makes them look amazing. What should I do? Honestly, these are people that you don't want to associate with. They are horrible people and they treated you like garbage when you were in some time of need. Like it is time now to leave these bullies and these ringleaders behind you. And I personally think you would be so much better off focusing on your own healing and avoiding these absolute jerks. They don't care about you. They only had that chat so they could all get it off their chest when they really thought about you, which was all just completely inappropriate and so uncalled for. So honestly, I would just move on with my life. If I was in your shoes, I would definitely see a therapist to try and get that help, but also take the steps to move on. You're going to be so much better off without those people, and they clearly have shown their true colors, and honestly, that is not something I would ever want to deal with in the slightest. Today, I messed up my life after trying to fix up a new home and basically ending up homeless after the contractor that I hired led me along and tricked me for several months, and I'm so angry and I don't know what to do. So this morning, I spent five hours waiting with the police as my contractor cleared his tools from my torn apart house. My wife and I separated last year, and I found a fixer-upper for purchase close by. A friend helped me find a contractor to fix a few things in the house while I was subleasing a place for a couple of months. This guy had health issues and took another week before showing up after he was hired. He quickly started finding more and more issues in the house and said fixing them wouldn't take too long. I trusted him since he was a friend of a friend and I let him do the work. Over time, the project got bigger and bigger and he kept talking me into fixing more things that were a fire hazard or not up to code. We extended the deadline by a few weeks, but he never met that deadline. He would skip days and then he wouldn't tell me or he'll say that he'll cover the molding days during the weekend and then just won't show up. I told him I'm going through a divorce and that I need to move in as soon as possible before my lease expires and he guaranteed the house will be ready by then. 
then. That day came and the house still wasn't ready. He apparently only needed another week and he kept saying that for almost three months. Today, I fired the contractor after another friend came to take a look and told me the house is at least a month away from ready and that I've been lied to this entire time. My contractor flipped and started threatening me. He wouldn't give me my keys back and said I was holding his stuff hostage and he's allowed to enter my house whenever to pick up his stuff. So I called the police. They came and stayed with me until he cleared his stuff out of my ripped apart house and gave me my keys back. He also stole some stuff on the way out. He also asked that I paid him for the work that he's done on top of the 10000 he already got from me a month ago. The only available contractors that I could find so far are booked out for the next two months, which means I need to find a place to stay for three more months. They need to fix the plumbing, electrical, install the floors, work on the walls, and put the kitchen back together before the house is even livable again. The electrical system is not done, the plumbing is halfway, and there are no floors. All the walls are open, and he even took the shower apart. The kitchen cabinets are stacked on the floors because of a leak that he discovered, and the countertop broke during disassembly. I can't even camp in the house because there's no floors or running water. My lease expires in three days. I was supposed to move in two weeks ago. My future ex-wife tells me not to bother her with my problems and that I can't go back to sleep in my own office in the house that I'm still paying a mortgage for. I work from home, so I have no office to go to during the day. It's also my birthday this weekend to top it all off, and I have the kids for the next five days and nowhere to go. I really think I completely messed up my life. That is an awful situation. Like, seriously, this guy ruined your house. He strung you along for months, saying, oh, I just need one more day to get this done, and then would just keep on lying and just completely fooling you the entire time. Like, there's gotta be some legal precedent on this. If I was in your shoes, I would absolutely be looking for a lawyer of some kind. Somebody to give me legal advice because this guy was scamming you big time. And I think this is also a really nice lesson that regardless of if it's a friend of a friend, you still have every right to expect some kind of professionalism. And if someone is not doing a good job, then they absolutely deserve to be fired. So hopefully this can get figured out for you because this really does sound like the worst case scenario and you do not deserve this kind of treatment in the slightest. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.